Welcome to the Digital Agency Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Englander. Today's episode is sponsored by our company, Sales Schema. Sales Schema is a fractional new business team for growth-focused ad agencies. And typically with most, most clients, we are starting with outreach and appointment setting. And when it comes to this sort of task, which is really important for keeping the pipeline full, regardless of however busy or not busy our clients are, there are a few things that make us different. The first is that we are agency specialized. We only work with agencies and marketing service companies. And that's important because marketing leaders are skeptical and the process that's necessary to get meetings for complex marketing services is different for almost any other B2B service or or product out there. The second thing is that we are individualized. Everything we create is bespoke and handcrafted so we can be tasteful and protect our clients' reputations. And the third thing is agile. And that means we think bigger and more creatively than simple outbound lead generation tactics. And we are constantly advancing our program to help our clients win. Since 2014, we've worked with more than 50 agencies of all stripes, conducted more than 7,000 individual campaigns, and generated more than 3,000 agency brand meetings. So if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing and see if we might be a fit for your needs, you can do that by going to saleschema.com and scheduling a consultation with us. So today's episode is going to be slightly different than what we've done recently, and it's basically uh, an audio essay. This is basically the first of a continuing series of posts and podcast episodes referencing concepts from our new comprehensive online course, which is the Agency Lead Generation Course, an amazingly creative and innovative name. Uh, And if you'd like to get updates on the next open enrollment period, you can do that by going to saleschema.com slash course launch. One word, again, saleschema.com slash course launch. So to get started, you know, if there is any silver lining uh, to quarantines, lockdowns, and so on, uh, from a business perspective, it's that this crisis seems to be giving agencies uh, a rare opportunity to maybe take a step back, think a little more deeply about the problems they're solving, and innovate. And we are no exception here at Sales Schema. So the word innovate uh, is, is such a highfalutin word. And, and sometimes we feel silly using it for the sorts of, of mundane, you know, everyday process improvements that we might do in a service business. Um, We tend to leave words like innovate for Silicon Valley and various disruptors and so on. Uh, But innovate is what we're doing and we should all allow ourselves to use that word and give ourselves a little bit more credit when we stumble upon big wins. So, you know, here at Sales Schema, if I had to sum up our quote unquote year in innovation in our weird little world of agency focused outreach and appointment setting and business development, I would describe it by way uh, of simplification and semi-automation, or or rather a reduction to automation. And in this episode, I'm going to cover what I mean, and hopefully there's going to be at least a couple of things that you can apply in your agency to plug more deals into the pipeline. So there are a couple overarching approaches to outreach and appointment setting, and both are perfectly viable and like anything, have their own pros and cons. So approach A is what we like to call the flashlight approach. Others might have called this some version of a shotgun approach if you want to go for a more controversial gun metaphor. But anyway, since, you know, roughly 2014 and even before that through, 
you know, the, the version of our company today in 2020, around 80% of our, of our campaigns uh, going, again, agency to brand looks something like this. And there's a written version of this on, on our site. But if I'm reading this, it's a series of bullet points. And the first thing is, you know, mini verticals, uh, going after mini verticals at once, mini distinct versions of different copy for each one of these cohorts, a relatively high volume of recipients and sends across multiple channels like email, LinkedIn, and phone, um, a relatively high degree of automation. And another point that I have here is the location of the work, the capital T, capital L, the work that is high leverage. And and for this flashlight approach, it tends to be on the back end in terms of automation. And so, I mean, excuse me, not automation, optimization. So the work is located on the back end. The pros of this flashlight approach are that when it works, it really works. You get a lot of meetings. Um, you know, you've essentially created a lot of, of leverage at this point. And the cons or that it's hard to get started and this, which I'm going to go into. And that's the flashlight worked until it didn't. Um, this played out, you know, over the last X months in the form of just lower response rates, lower meeting rates. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard something to the effect of, we used to do outreach, you know, we used to do cold email and all this stuff, uh, and then it stopped working, and we have no idea why. Well, you know, we have a bit more insight into this and a bit more uh, uh, indication as to why this stuff has stopped working. Uh, and I think it's actually a good thing. So I've heard something to that effect, not just from agencies, but as well as colleagues we have in the wider world of B2B sales. So, you know, the back to why, why did the flashlight stop working? At face value, uh, there are maybe some boring technical reasons for this, you know, like email filters at Google and Microsoft rolling out updates and getting smarter and so on, making it harder to play this sort of annoying numbers game-based approach. But the reality uh, is a lot more interesting, I think. And, and those tech updates are part of a bigger trend. Um, so as the entire world shifted to digital and jumped into the limited number of thoroughfares like LinkedIn, email, and Instagram, the competition the, the competition for attention essentially skyrocketed. So obviously, you know, competition for attention is a trend that's been in motion for a very long time, but basically the treadmill just got turned up to 11. And we've heard a lot of feedback to that effect. Um, we hear a lot of, you know, we used to go to trade shows or host events or take people out to lunch or whatever, and we can't do that anymore. So now we have to figure out digital. And you, that probably sounds familiar to you if you're working at an agency, but keep in mind, this dynamic is playing out across the entire economy. So with this fierce competition for attention, numbers game thinking does not cut it. Um, and automation, not always, but often, costs more than it delivers. Although the robots have their place and scaling up and getting help or using VAs or whatever uh, has, has certain uses, they have to be used a lot more strategically. Um, and that's because with, again, all this competition for attention, we all demand a higher level of conscientiousness from the people who don't know us but would like to. So this brings that buzzword that we all hear so much, which is personalization. And in this case, the word is really worth the buzz. And you might be forming that knot in your stomach now and you're thinking, Dan, you know, I'm running an agency and dealing with a million things at once. And now you're telling me I need to 
what, like write custom love letters to my prospects or stand outside their homes blasting a boombox like John Cusack and say anything? And my response is sort of, and I'm generally not a fan of the Cusack approach unless, of course, you are spinning Duran Duran. So the good news is that while the new process won't require less work, it might not necessarily require more work. And that's because the personalization is counterintuitively a lot simpler than most of the over-automated schemes and blueprints being sold by software companies and consultants and gurus. So in a nutshell, with a more personalized approach with with approach B, which I'm about to get to, you will get deliberate about who's a good fit for your for your agency, who's a good client, and you're going to send basically the right words to the right people. It's a simple um, yet, you know, perhaps difficult yet simple problems. That brings us to approach B, which is what we refer to as the laser pointer. And this is where we have been shifting things, you know, certainly from this year, uh, on and then perhaps before then things were trending in this direction. From a high level, kind of getting to this bullet point list, here's what the laser pointer approach looks like. And it looks like, you know, one well-targeted vertical at a time. Our clients might have multiple verticals that they're going after, but generally speaking, we're starting with one and perhaps working on it over the course of months. From there, we might be working with one or maybe two, you know, customizable Mad Lib style email templates that allow us to personalize key details, perhaps referencing news results or particulars of somebody's LinkedIn profile, uh, and so on and so forth. Typically, with the laser pointer, we're looking at a relatively uh, fewer number of of, uh, of recipients and sends across multiple channels. Again, still like LinkedIn, email, and phone. A relatively lower degree of automation. The location of the work. So where does the work live? The work is going to be more front-loaded towards list building and data enrichment and other things that I'm going to talk about soon. The pros of this approach are that it's easy to get started and again, higher degree of personalization like I talked about and so on. The cons or are that or not cons, but the challenge of it is that it requires lots of focus and specificity. Um, so on that point, you know, this process is much cleaner and more more effective right now than the alternatives. But it does mean that our agency clients need to have their buyer profile basically tattooed on the back of their hands. Now at Sales Schema, you know, we're pretty good at helping to suss this out. But we need, you know, particulars. We we can't have a situation where our clients are what we like to call day trading and jumping around between different verticals. We need to have good, tangible examples of dream clients, accounts they might like to sell to. And then to get into our process, what we're doing these days is coming up with is basically running with those initial ideas of clients like here are five accounts I might like to sell into. We're making a big list and then saying, okay, tell us which ones of these are good. And then once we have the idea idea of what really makes a good account-based list and a good uh, ideal client for them, then we're building out the list of the right people in those companies, um, uh, You know, investing time and energy and resources into data enrichment, filling in those fields, and then launching multi-channel campaigns from there uh, to, to get meetings. So, Back to that, you know, back to that importance of specialization, which is something that we are always beating the drum about. It's just something we're droning on about all the time. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean niching, but pretty much all the campaigns that we're doing in order to to have constraints and to actually be doable um, have to be verticalized in some way, you know, at least 99% of the time from what we can tell. 
Back to that other weird point that I mentioned in terms of where the work lives. And I think this is an applicable point beyond just our weird little world of agency sales and lead generation and so on. Um, and, and that's basically that it's not about blindly trying to reduce work wherever you can, um, which in our world tends to mean haphazardly enlisting robots, automating trying to hire virtual assistants and so on, but rather placing you and your team's labor at the highest leverage stage of the process where it's most likely to produce the greatest results, just kind of like a lever on a fulcrum. And in this particular laser pointer approach, for example, our team is now spending, you know, like I mentioned a second ago, many days collaborating on lists and data with our clients, then enriching that data with custom fields, areas we can reference and outreach before we ever click launch on a campaign. So we're getting a lot more focused and curated so that we know uh, we, so that we know basically that we have a good prospect before we spend a lot of time and energy. Um, and, and it's a good disclaimer here is that that front end setup work does not necessarily mean perfection. You still need to be sip, shipping on this ASAP um, so that you can see how your market responds and then optimize sooner rather than later. But it does mean maybe 20 to 50% more prep than we've done in the past. But I think bigger than all of this is that this simple approach of building a pretty defined shortlist and then contacting people in the right way in a process with a whole lot less automation than you might be used to is something that that whether you know you choose to hire a company like ours or do you do it yourself um, it's something that you can actually launch on and more important than that it's going to expose you to this whole new river of market intelligence um, I think list building is 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 an exercise with limited constraints that makes it and, and it becomes so much bigger and more valuable than, than the sum of its parts because it forces you and your team to decide um, who is a good client and who is not. And then you have to figure out what you can say to those people and talk about them um, instead of just talking about you and your portfolio in order to get an appointment with them and start a business relationship. So I will admit that that process can be a little bit tedious at times, but for our course and for our training and support, our students tell us that it ends up being, you know, one of the most enlightening research exercises they've ever conducted in their agencies. So with that, you know, I'd love to hear uh, how you've innovated at your agency, what changes you've made on the new business front. And you can let us know in the comments section of this post, which you can get by going to saleschema.com slash podcast. Again, that's saleschema.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to the Digital Agency Growth Podcast. Once again, our show is sponsored by our company, Sales Schema. Sales Schema is a fractional new business team for growth-focused marketing agencies. And if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing and see if we might be able to help out, you can do that by going to saleschema.com and scheduling a consultation with us. Look forward to catching you on the next episode.